are back for day two of budget school. It's budget school. It's time to go to school. Isn't that what you always wish to go back to? School? Yeah, you were like, that's all I wanted. But hey, we all know that we didn't learn this stuff in school, yeah. so we decided we're gonna we're gonna make one. We're gonna you. make a school. And so we're doing a five-day series, mm-hmm. everything that goes into your budget. Back to the basics. This is some really basic stuff, yeah. but it's all stuff that you, you know, maybe you've heard some of it, but not all of it, or you might need to hear again. It's going to let you have a fresh start. Yeah, for sure. Combing through everything, like really looking at what is income, what is bills, debt, savings, spending, all of that. Like we're really just diving deep. Yep. So today in, in part two of this, we're going to go over debt. So think of it like debt 101. We're going to tell you everything about debt. We're going to tell you all the things that you may or may or not agree with. And then we're going to tell you what you need to do when it comes to your budget and debt. Okay? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Do you make good money but have nothing to show for it? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Yeah, and we know you have big dreams for your financial future. And maybe you want to get debt free, but you don't want to live on beans and rice. And we know you don't want to give up those pumpkin spice lattes. No. So it's okay if you don't already know how to budget or yeah. if you're using credit cards to get through the month. Yeah, and it's okay if you want to seem like you've got your finances all together or if you're not on the same page with your spouse when it comes to finances. It's most likely that what you're doing isn't working. Yeah. That's okay, because guess what? You're in the right place. We're Shayna and Vanessa, and we're best friends, business partners, and master financial coaches trained by Dave Ramsey. Years ago, we both embarked on our Dave journeys together, but very differently. And you know we shared the same book because we're frugal like that. Yeah, we did. And now we've been in business since 2019, helping amazing people like you get on a budget, get out of debt, and stop living paycheck to paycheck. You know, we're nerds and we love making budgets and spreadsheets, and we love helping people take the guesswork out of their budget, improve their marriages, and change their financial trajectory. Yeah, we've created hundreds of budgets to help our clients know exactly what they're doing with their money. We've watched them pay off student loans, credit cards, cars, mortgages, and more. And we've watched them get excited about saving money from the single mom who never had even $500 in her savings account before to the millionaire who's paid off over four mortgages. It's what we love to do and it's very rewarding. We've watched our clients improve their marriages, their communication is better, and even bring their kids in on the conversation. In this podcast, we'll share with you everything we know, plus everything we're working on with our clients so that you have the best chance at reaching your financial goals. And you know what? We're not going to shy away from the tough love, you guys. We're going to tell you exactly what you need to hear, but also encourage you at the same time. This is the Ideal Balance Podcast. Okay. So why are we doing this? And what is the point of this massive budget school that we're doing this week? Listen, we just put our budget power, our workbook and workshop on sale. A hundred dollars off Mm y'all. It's only 97 bucks for the first a hundred purchases. Yeah, and we're already seeing those tick through. Yeah. So make sure you go ahead and get it because only gonna be it cuts off like we said manually. So yeah. I'm so happy that it does that. We don't have to think. We don't have to go back and figure it out. Like it's gonna cut off at 100. But we love this. We've gotten really great feedback on it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's the full system that we teach in this podcast, and and so you're gonna love it. But you can go you go to the work the checkout and use mm-hmm. the code 100. You can get 100 dollars off, and you get you can also have the option to get a call with us if you want. You may not yep. need one. And so it's all there for you. And we're really excited. And we're watching those numbers tick by and you guys are buying it and you're loving it. It's so fun. Yeah. Don't miss the chance to be one of those first hundred people, y'all, because we have about over 4,000 people a week listening in. And so only like a hundred people, that's it. And then it's done. Yeah. Okay. So let's get down to debt 101. We're going to blaze through some basic information and then we're going to take our time a little bit more 
with the how to put the debt into yeah. your budget and how to how to change your life when it comes to debt. So the first thing we want to talk about is what is debt? And it's a very simple thing. <laughs> We've said it many times, but it is any money you yeah. owe any person mm -hmm. for any reason. Yeah, for sure. So what does this include? So this is car loans and credit cards, student loans, bank loans, personal loans that you owe family and friends, you guys, that still counts, right? Mm -hmm. Bank lines of credit, HELOCs, which is um, equity uh, equity lines of credit the, uh, that you may have through your bank. Yeah. Medical, afterpays, those affirms and sizzle and all that stuff, right? Mm. Don't want any of that. Retirement, like if you have pulled money from your retirement, right. that is that you're paying yourself back, that is a loan. Taxes, if you owe the IRS money, that's a that's a loan. And what else? What about what are the thing that the one thing, Shana, that everyone uh, always forgets is a loan? Oh, all the the things that they sell you at the store. They're like, just make some payments, like your phone, your watch, a tablet, a, you know, iPad or whatever, computers, all of those kind of things that they can add to your monthly bill. So, that, so for, that, for a low, low price. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Just don't think about it. And then your bill goes way up. So that's still debt if you if you owe owe on it. And I want to point out, I want to go back real quick to personal loans you owe family or friends. Because I want you to know that when my husband and I got married, I had just turned 21. And so he was 23 and we had some stupid debt. And so we were going to pay it all off. And it was really great. It was it didn't take long because it was literally stupid debt. Like I was so you know how you're like mortified. I owe for I right? like, yeah, literally at Victoria's Secrets or Express or whatever. And so we just paid off our debt and all that kind of stuff. And then we were done. And he comes back at me. He's like, oh, I forgot. I owe my grandpa two thousand dollars for the car. And it was like. Yeah. But anyway, so I just wanted to throw that one in there because it's kind of funny. It's yeah. personal story. If People, you, owe, you forget. You you owe your grandparents money yeah. if they lent it to you or your sister or your uncle yeah. or whoever it is. If they sent, if they gave you money, I have a, we do have a client that they, there's some, some personal loans on there and they're like last priority for the, for them. And I'm like, oh man, it kind of breaks yeah. my heart. Like pay them back. They, they paid you. Yeah. Anyway, so let's, let's keep, let's, this not, this not <laughs> need to be a rent. Just pay all of your debt off. That's the whole point. Okay. Chapter two, Vanessa. Yes. So chapter two is your credit score. Right. And that beautiful FICO word that everyone loves. Like, what does that mean? What does it do? And all the things that go along with it. So we're going to kind of explain that. Here we go. Yeah. So the the main thing that you need to know is that your credit score is actually the I love debt score. Mm -hmm. So the higher number you have, the more you love debt and the more debt loves you. And you guys are just having this long-term relationship. And the higher the number, that's what that means. And that's all it means. Because we love this annoying cycle, right? Well, we don't love it. But we like to talk about the 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 cycle of the purpose of your credit score is so that you can get more debt mm -hmm. so that you can increase your credit score so that you can get more debt so that you can increase your credit score. You see how that just yeah. keeps cycling? It's like cycling. a circle, right? Yeah. With like uh, ongoing arrows, just yeah. like going around it's and around. Speeding right? into itself. It's, it's actually useless and it's not necessary, but we've been conditioned and marketed that it is important that you should really want a high number because we are all A plus students. You, are, yes. you never write. Yeah. It's four. Yeah. Yeah. So the credit score, you guys, it's always been around. It started in the 1950s. Like yeah. literally 1950 is when it started. And then 1958 was the first FICO score. Right. So the, so the FICO score started in 1958. If you back up that the, some of the credit cards started rolling out in the earlier 50s, right? So I think it's really funny that there was a diner's club. That was the very first quote unquote credit card. And it could, you know, you could be part of the club, yeah. which they already had started with the status. And they're like, here's a cool club card yeah. and you can only use it at certain places. It's very exclusive, right? And then it rolled out into banks and stuff. And I think it's just important to notice like your great grandparents didn't have a credit card. Your grandparents may have like started to get one or two. And then then there's us. And we just, we've at, we act like it's this whole long-standing tradition thing yeah. that's important that you have to have it for personal finance it's so important and didn't even exist 50 well gosh let's talk about 80 years ago it didn't even exist like yeah. we've been doing money bartering financing 
paying for stuff, mm-hmm. saving up money. We've been doing that for as long as there's been humans. Right now, we, we have a new relationship with debt and we're just yeah. all in apparently. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It, you know, the the actual way of saving and, and doing things right was your grandma had different envelopes and she shoved mm-hmm. money under her mattress. And mm-hmm. so that was the way of life back then. And like Shana said, it's just completely changed us now. Since then into this, we have everyone gets a credit card. Every store you walk into has a credit card and you qualify and you for get every purchase. For, oh God. And you get 20% off. And yeah. can you just imagine how that racks up? And we've seen it with our clients and and they end up hating it. Like when they finally look at everything as a whole, they get yeah. sick to their stomach thinking that they have racked this much up in debt. So yeah. we're here to tell you that's not the way we know that. We just really wanted to tell you like where it started. And here's the real truth though. So even though they've marketed to you, they've told you how important it is, you need, really need it. You only need a credit score if you want debt, if yeah. you want to be in debt and you want to get more debt. Because And the truth is, you don't actually even need debt to do most things in life that you think that you do. You can pay cash for a car. You can manually underwrite your house. You can save up a lot for your house. You can cash flow. Yeah. Most things, if you take the time to make a plan and be disciplined. Yeah. I mean, we understand that this is going to take a little time. My husband and I, he wanted a new uh, truck. And so we started planning years before mm-hmm. to start putting so much money away each month and so much money per bonus to have a, you know, a chunk of money for him for his vehicle. Mm-hmm. Did it take time? Yes. Yeah. Was it what he wanted? No, because it wasn't immediate. Yeah. It wasn't that instant gratification, but it meant more yeah. over time when we saw that bank account grow right. and we had that money to be able to pay for it. Well, and now he has a car and no payment. Yeah. And that's, that means a lot. That is like, he can actually just enjoy it and not feel any like, you know, worry or anything right. that's tying him down to uh, payment. So the other idea that the credit score started was this whole debt to income ratio. And it's, you know, your total debt divided by or divide your total debt by your gross income times 100 is really where they get it. And that's where they're all like looking at how much debt you have versus how much income you have. And we think instead, how much money that what that really means is how much of my income am I currently working? Like literally 40, 88 40 to 80 hours a week, am I working to pay for something in the past, right. to pay for debt? That's how, like, look at that debt to income ratio. I am working. My husband always said, if I make, I make $100 an hour, we we just went out to eat. I lost one whole hour or whatever, like whatever you want to say. Like, think of it in those terms. How much of your income that you're working now every day for is already spent because of debt? And how much of that is paying on past interest, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, when you have these interest, these uh, credit cards that are like 29% interest, mm-hmm. look at how much money of your, how much of the minimum payment that you're paying each month is going towards actual the principal versus the interest, right? And you are, you're paying for your past, like Shana said. If you look at what they consider moderate debt to income ratio, it's 20 to 36%. Mm-hmm. And if you think of your mortgage and your bills and what you are supposed to allot for that each month is for your house, for yeah. your house, ha- yeah, your house and your, like your utilities, like main utilities, water and electricity, that is supposed to be 25%. So if you're spending 20, 36% on debt, right. And you're spending 25% for your house and your bills, there's, there's not a lot left over for you guys. So we just really, we urge you to really rein that in, right? Absolutely. Okay. So let's go into chapter three. We want to talk about those minimum payments. Okay. Cause everybody in the club's got some minimum payments and we want to talk about it and, and let you know that this is the game plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've, you've heard us say before those credit card companies, they spend more on marketing than we're going to learn in a lifetime or whatever. That's fine. They're, they know exactly what they're doing. And the minimum payment is the way that they have guaranteed their own long-term income, right there that they are always going to get is so gross. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you are their plan. You making minimum payments for the rest of your life <laughs> is their steady income plan, right? That's their passive income plan there. They don't have to do anything else. They know they've got the income coming yeah. way more than, 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 than we could imagine, right? Just from making minimum payments. They make a lot of money from the interest that you pay mm -hmm. on what you owe, right? And so when you just start paying that minimum, most of that is just coming, going to cover the interest so that you'll stay in that loop of always needing to pay minimum payments, right? Some of that, maybe let's say you make $20 minimum payment, yeah. like a dollar is going to the principal, the rest of it's paying their salaries and their income, right? And so it just keeps their cash flow good and steady. And so if you just can, can just please, keep making those minimum mm -hmm. payments, then you'll be making them forever. If you, we've talked about it in another podcast and we can put it in the show notes, but when we had that client that they, she looked at it and it was going to, what was it like 60 years to pay? Oh yeah. If never. she just paid yeah. $7 and she forgot about it because they made that minimum so low that she would forget about On it. purpose. And then when she finally got the, the table that showed when she would finally pay it off, it was so many years. She would mm -hmm. basically be a grandma, like a great, great yeah. grandma. And that's their plan. Yeah, for sure. And so the other part of that is like, they want to keep this long-term relationship that they have with you. So mm -hmm. credit card companies like it. They want you to stick around, right? Mm -hmm. If they can convince you to pay just the minimum amount and, but you're still using using the card mm. and you don't ever fully pay it off. So that's mm. their whole plan is yeah. just pay the minimum. Maybe right. you're using it every now and then, yeah. but you're still paying so you add to it. Yeah. interest and you're still adding, like, it's just, yeah. it's part of the game plan. And so just, we just want you to know, like if it comes with quote unquote credit card points, let's not talk about that, yeah. that you think that you're getting with it. That is they, what they're gaining from you, what they're getting mm -hmm. in interest from you is far more right. than what you think you're getting in credit card points. Yeah. And I just think if you, like we're trying to tell you what their strategy is so that you can realize, love you, but you're not smarter. Yeah. If you want to be smarter, cut them all up and be right. done with it because they are smarter. They know what they're doing. And so when you don't pay it off, so what was the first thing we tell people to do when they, when they pay off their credit card, cut it up and close it yeah. because they are counting that something or somewhere along the way, you're going to, you're going to go add to it. Even though you're, even if you're being very consistent, paying on it and right. you're not using it every month, they are counting on the fact that you will eventually because you have it available right. and, and my, why not? Right. So just don't be part of their strategy. Just right. like eliminate yourself, remove yourself from that equation. Right. right. So again, minimum payments are their long-term never get out of debt strategy. So try to not do that. And I want to go back really quick. What Shana said about cutting it up. We have a lot of clients that try to push back on that. Even people like, well, my credit score is going to go down. If I, if I cut this card up, like, listen, the best debt that you have is mortgages and credit uh, is not credit cards, excuse me, mortgages and cars, right? So if you have one or both of those and you have all these peddly little credit cards, by you cutting those up and your score maybe going down a couple points like one month because you did that, it's going to go right back up as you continue to pay on the debt that you have. And the best kind of debt, like we said, is the mortgages and credit are in the I said it again, the mortgages and the car loans. So don't worry about your job right now should not be to worry about your credit score. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's basically our chapter four is like, there are acceptable debts versus petty debts, which, you know, if we're really going to, if we are going to tell you, you don't need any of those, but really, if you want to think about debt as as having different layers, yeah. right? The petty debts, you make too much money to worry about yeah. those. You yeah. do not need a store credit card. You don't need an affirm. You don't need a Peloton loan. Yeah. You don't need any of that crap. That's like low level. You, if you are going to have debt, 
like Vanessa said, it's going to be on your mortgage for the most part. Hopefully everything else should pay off. But even if it is your, your vehicle or possibly your student loan, right. the credit companies are going to consider those better because they are tied to an actual asset. Yeah. They are tied to an actual valuable thing first. And this should tell you something. So those are better versus your credit card that you can't even say why you have that much balance. Toaster. You have no idea. It's a toaster oven. Okay. It's a toaster Socks. oven. Socks that you <laughs> buy, whatever. Like they are, they can't come grab that. So they don't consider that good debt. Right. But for you, you need to think about that too. If I can't, I can't say what this debt, what I'm making this payment for. Right. I have no idea. So do just understand that you make too much money to do that. Right. You can cash flow instead, the, these big, these little or big things on purpose, and then go uh, go ahead and work on paying off those those quote unquote acceptable debts as quickly as you can, so that you can start putting that money into investments. You don't need to be paying interest right. anymore. Okay, yeah, for sure. That was a really good chapter four. So let's go on to chapter five. Yeah. Chapter five, we want to look at like kind of debunking and looking at some myths and as far as debt. So let's talk about rich people. A lot of people like to say, well, rich people have debt. Like, sure. But what is their debt being used for? Mm -hmm. They have debt to further their assets. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not to keep them from living the life they want. So like Shana said before, get out of your petty debt. So you can maybe invest. You can't real estate invest, like invest in things right. that matter, invest in assets, things that's going to eventually over time, get you more money, make you right. more money. Yeah. That is what rich people do. They use money for a purpose to gain more money right, later on. To make money. And, and so if you're talking about using debt in that, and that, yeah, we might compare you to a rich person, but if you're talking about, I don't know if I can afford this, therefore I swipe, that is not, that's not okay. If you're talking about credit card report points, reward yep. points, that's not a wealthy man, money management strategy. Yep. It's just not. So, but we get it. There are, there are things where we differ with Dave Ramsey and stuff. And, you know, he's going to tell you to, for your first real estate property, go ahead and save up all of that money. And I can understand if you, sure. if you're like, maybe I would rather use a loan and figure out how to do all of that and then pay it back or whatever. So we're not saying that there aren't some instances where debt might be used to, to, to build wealth, right. but you need to make sure that you understand that there's a clear line between that and swiping because, you know, because you want to point for a vacation. Like that's not, that's not, that's not cool. You're too cool for that. You're too good for that. Okay. No. So, and the other point of that is if you have money in a money market making mm -hmm. you, and we, we, like we talked about the one that we're, we're pushing kind of right now is that 5%. And actually it's not just them. There's several money right. markets out on the market right now that have gone up to a 5% AP or yield annually, 5%. You could be making 5% on your money. Yeah. Instead you're paying way more than 5% most of the time right. for the option, the, the ability to pay them more money. That's right. what it. Or you think you're getting this 3% back on your card, mm. but or you could be putting five percent or putting money in a money market and getting 5%. five percent. Like yeah. that to me is more five is I can do math. Five is more than three. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and how much less stressful is it? Like I just yeah. have this money over here. I don't have to figure out, Oh, I'm paying for gas. I have to use this card because this is where I use this one. And that's how I get the points and whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't need that. And then you, and, and you're still in debt when you're using this credit cards, even if you can pay it off. So, you know, just, just be kind of cool and like, let your money make money for you on purpose. Yeah. And again, really quick, I just want to say like, and this is a hard truth, but that is that is not rich people mentality. That is not a wealthy person's mentality is to figure out how can I figure out which cards I'm paying when and where and how to manipulate to get the most points I can. Why don't you just build wealth the right way? Right. Well, and it's just not, it's not a fun way to do it no. either. Like it sounds stressful and time consuming <laughs> to me and I ain't got time for that. Okay. So you also sometimes uh, a myth that people will say or whatever, something that we wanted to debunk is that I shouldn't close that particular card or loan because it's the longest standing line of credit. Mm -hmm. Look, you're not 18. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, yes, that might, that, 
that might have mattered if you have one month's worth of credit history, but it doesn't matter. First of all, because you're going to cash flow almost everything anyway. Mm -hmm. And second of all, you, it, it just doesn't matter. Like it just, you've got to let go of the credit score being something that you live your life by because yeah. it's not, it's just not that big a deal for sure. And you know, another myth is that, well, it's just free money with no string strings attached. Like whatever amount of money I qualify for on this credit card, it's just free money. And I will tell you, and my, our uh, super friend, Amanda will tell you from her podcast, it is not free money. She, it was a bank teller and she thought the exact same things with all of her credit cards. And guess what? You have to pay them back. You have to pay that money back. So there are strings attached. It may not be immediate, right? Cause like that may make that monthly payment. Like Shana said, so low that you don't really think about it. It's so easy, yeah. but eventually over time it builds and then you never get anywhere because the interest is so high. Yeah. So it is, it's not free money. So please keep that in mind. Well, when you say no strings attached, I get this image in my mind. And I always, I always think of like a hot air balloon and like you're weighed down, there's yep. strings attached. You're weighed down. You can't live this life that you have in your mind, this vision you're weighed down by debt. And that's what credit cards, even if it's quote unquote free money, which is a silly thing, there's no such thing, earn your own money and yeah. spend your own money. I said it, I said it anyway, yeah. but, but there is strings. It's stress. It's weighs you down. It's anxiety. Even if it's not like a big deal, it's still something that, you know, I, I owe this every mm -hmm. month. And I, if I quit my job tomorrow, I still have to pay this backwards debt payment, you know? So it's just, it is strings as far as your mental health, I think. And then obviously it can be as far as financial too. Another myth is that you need a credit card for emergencies. And we're here to tell you that that is the myth. We're, we're telling you that's not true. It's or, not true. Yeah. We have a better way. It's called an emergency fund. Yes. It's called cash flow. First of all, we have a, we have a very sophisticated way. Once mm -hmm. you, once you get some progress in your budget, you start saving for things that, you know, are going to come up that, mm -hmm. that other people consider emergencies like Christmas, yeah. <laughs> like your air conditioning breaking. I'm just waiting for that one over here at my house mm -hmm. and all of that. You can start saving, car repair. saving for things. And then you also have an emergency fund and you become your own bank. That is the number yeah. one thing that you can do when it comes to debt is just become your own bank. Be ready to pay for things when they come because you've got money and you yeah. can do it. So I recently did a lady's budget. She's uh, kind of a new client and she's paying for pet insurance. And so she's had this pet for five years. And so I said, well, you said, I forget the amount, but I, I think it totaled $3,000 over the last five years that she's been paying to have pet insurance that she's never used. And I said, or you could have saved that yourself in an account making 5% interest. And now you have more than five, more than that 3000 and more money back in your pocket and her like jaw dropped. And she's like, so I could have just been doing that myself and saving it myself. And I said, yes, that's what we teach. We teach making these buckets, making these savings accounts to fund your mm -hmm. own future and pay for your own. So you become your quote unquote own bank, own insurance, own emergency fund, right? Like that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wanted to speak on that because yeah. that just recently happened. Yeah. And people, another, another myth is that people say that I'm just going to pay it off at the end of the month, which a lot of people do. We're not saying that, but at least half of you can't, we know that from the numbers. Well, and it's not even the fact that you do, it's the fact that you spend more money because your, what is it? Your balance, um, your available credit. Yeah. Your available credit is like in the thousands that doesn't really need to be. And so you're spending more money naturally because you don't have a budget attached to your credit card, yeah. right? So you're just naturally going out to eat more, buying more groceries and, or putting Amazon on it as more than you normally would. If you had an actual budget and you were using a debit card. Another myth is that you would, you need a credit score to buy a home. We know that that's not true. You can actually find our, our yep. best friend, George <laughs> Camel. Yeah, I just saw he had a YouTube about how he did hit, he bought a home using manual underwriting. Mm -hmm. So you can actually watch him document the whole process, but it is possible to do that. And, and so it's not, that's just, it's just not true. 
Yeah. And so another, another myth is that 0% loans are fine. Let me just get that 0% interest. It's no big deal. And so here's the deal with those guys. Mm -hmm. They actually increase the price of the item yeah. when, when you buy it, because they're saying, well, it's 0% interest, but they've increased the price. So that way they're taking away the whole quote unquote, charging you per month for it, but you've just paid for it up front. Yeah. And if you, if you have really good credit, you have a better chance that you mo most likely pay it off by the end of the, end of the interest free rate zone yeah. time boards, but most of you don't like, so most people, at least 50%, yeah. like in that, in that normal to low credit score range, right. do not end up paying it off. And then you're stuck with all the interest. And we just went over a budget. I just went over a budget with somebody yesterday and they're going to have to pay it. Like, that's just the way it is. And we're just going to chalk it up to a lesson learned, but it's just the actual truth. So just don't fall for it. Again, you're smarter than this. Do yeah. not be a victim of every scheme that they have come up with this on, on purpose to keep you as an income stream. Mm -hmm. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So debt consolidation, we want to talk about that really, really quick. We want to plug, we have an episode number 96. We urge you to go back and listen to, it's mm -hmm. going to give you all the tips and tricks and strategies on how to reduce your interest rate, mm -hmm. defer a monthly payment and, or get on a new monthly payment plan that will hopefully reduce your amount that you owe each month. Yeah. But you can honestly do this yourself. Right. Debt consolidation, do not go out and get a loan for mm, it. Don't hire gross. a company to do that. That is not the best plan. We've seen it over and over again with our clients. You have, we want to empower you to do that on your own. Yeah. So the myth is, or the, the we're debunking it. Don't do that. Yeah. Listen to that podcast and do it yourself instead. Okay. Chapter six now. Okay. That's great. You have all of these opinions about debt, you jerks. Yes. What about the debt that I have? Okay, we're going to talk about that. We're yes. going to help you with what to do if you're in debt. We get it. We're, mm -hmm. We've both had debt. We understand. We're not here to shame you. We just wanted to give you that hard truth so that you'll believe us. Yeah, we've all been there and that's totally fine. So, but honestly, the first thing to do guys is to stop borrowing. You yeah. have to stop borrowing. You have to cut up the cards, yeah. pay them off and then close them up. And commit to using cash yeah. for things, right? Which is a, this is a, a line in the sand. It's not a little bit, a lot of it. It's just, it's only all the way, right? Yeah. It's the line in the sand saying, okay, I'm not going to borrow anymore. I'm going to put those credit cards away. I'm going to get on a budget, yeah. figure this out, figure out how I can pay for stuff in cash. And yeah, go ahead. You can't tip your, tip your toe in the water right? and right. be like, oh, maybe this month I'll try to do half and half. No, you really just got to go all in yeah. and you're going to you force yourself to use cash. And you're honestly, like we've had so many people resist and resist and resist. And the second they give in, they say, we absolutely love it because yeah. they can see the difference that it's making. Yeah. And, and so one of the part, one part of this is you're going to have a new mantra. You're going to have a new mantra that says, if I don't have cash for it, <laughs> I can't afford it. That's how I know if I can afford it, if I have the cash for it. If I don't, that and I am I'm tempted to use a credit card, that means I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. That's actually what that means. Yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that close to my heart. I'm gonna keep repeating that in my brain. If I don't have cash for it, I can't afford it. Yeah. And like we talked about, we alluded to before, you get to become your own bank right. with this strategy. Right. Yeah. So again, we we talk about creating like different savings buckets and different things to make yourself save up for Christmas. Hey, that's December 25th every single year, y'all. Vehicle maintenance, oil changes, things like that, home repairs, yeah. stuff that happens, stuff that you it's not an emergency emergency if it's expected. Okay. Yeah. So things that you know that you need to pay for start saving up for those. So that way you're prepared. Yeah. And I think we're going to talk about that when we get to saving in this series, but I think that is something that really differentiates us. I hope with your budget is we want you to budget for all of these yeah. things that you would typically swipe for. Right. We know they all come up. We know yeah. your month is crazy and, and people just keep wanting all your money. We get it. That's yeah. why we're going to plan for 
for it so that you don't have to swipe. You don't have to use debt yeah. to get through the month. Okay. Listen, we are both wives. We are both moms. We are both homeowners. We're both vehicle owners. Like we get it. So we've been through there. We've been through, we want to just help you and teach you yeah. in these things that we've learned along the way. And yeah. hopefully that it helps you get there too. Yeah. And so when you're not using credit cards and you're using, you're using cash and savings accounts, instead you're going to be on a budget, yes. right? You're going to use a budget, which we're doing this whole thing for. So we'll talk more about that with the different categories, but you need to know that that has to be part of getting out of debt, mm -hmm. which is the main thing that we want to tell you to do is get out of debt. Yeah, for sure. So how do you get out of debt? <laughs> right. Do one thing with your money at a time. We talk about that. Like scrape all your money up that you have at the end of the month for that budget and do one thing with it. Maybe right. obviously right now we're talking about debt. So it needs to all go towards one debt. Right. And how do you do that, Shayna? Well, you, you're going to start with the debt snowball, but, but first I will, I do want to, I want to say when she says one thing, what are your options? Your options are to save money. Your options are to pay for Christmas. Your options are pay for vacation. Your options are to, to pay a minimum, a lot, a little bit more on your minimums. There, there's a mm -mm. different, a bunch of different no, no. ways that you can do one thing or many things with your money. What we're saying instead is all of it goes to one goal at a time. Yeah. We're not trying to invest at the same time. We're trying to get out of debt. We're not trying to save our six month emergency fund while we still have all of this debt in to our name, like yeah. one thing at a time. And this, if you're in debt, it's debt, right? We want to get out of debt uh, other than your mortgage. And we're going to use the debt snowball to do that. Yeah. Sorry. The, the debt snowball is to list your debts smallest to largest, right? So the idea is, is to focus on one at a time, like we said, and you're going to pay off the smallest balance first, mm -hmm. put all of the extra money that you have in your budget. Like Shana said, if you have a $5,000 vacation coming up, mm, we're going to think about that because your goal right now, if you have debt should be to get out of debt. So you can take that really nice $5,000 vacation in cash someday. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So take all the extra money that you have at the end of your end of the month for the budget, and you're going to put it towards that one debt. And if you get paid twice that month, you're going to put half of the amount that your budget. So let's say example, your budget says you have $2,000 at the end of this month to put towards debt. Okay. I'm just throwing a number out there because I want to do easy math. So then you put a thousand dollars on the first paycheck. When that first paycheck comes in, before you even walk out the door, y'all that pay that a thousand dollars is put towards that debt. The next paycheck comes in, you put another thousand dollars. So that way you've completed the total amount of $2,000 to put towards that debt that month. Yeah. And so we're calling that the maximum payment. So you have the minimum. So let's rewind a second. You're paying minimums. Let's say you have all of these debts. You're paying minimums on all of them. The whole concept of the debt snowball is you're going to pay one off. And then that minimum payment gets to go down to the next one and add, add it on for a new quote unquote maximum payment for the right. next smallest debt that's in your list. Right. And so you have that that's going on all the time. What, what else is going on is you, you have, like Vanessa said, you have extra quote unquote extra money for each paycheck. And you're going to make a maximum payment on that payday toward that debt, that next smallest one on your list. So you're going to mm -hmm. be able to have this system going and yeah. you're just going to keep on getting out of debt. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be great. And we talk, we have a podcast episode that really kind of goes into why we want you to do it on payday, but the, the yeah. long and short of it is so that you don't spend it on <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> if you wait till the end of month to make that big payment towards that debt, yeah. after you've already made the minimum, right? Like Shana said, you're making your minimums, but then you're going to be, make a bigger chunk payment. Um, throughout the month. If you wait to the end of the month, it's not going to be there. Right. It's not. So what you want to do is stop using debt. Another thing that you want to do is you want to stop using debt as your day-to-day -day spending. Yes. So a lot of people are just swiping and they'll figure it out later, or yeah. that's the one that they pull out of their card or they use it online or whatever, or they pull out of their wallet. 
Right. That's no longer, we talked about that. We're going to stop borrowing. We're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So again, try to stop using that every day. When you go to lunch, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to gas, revisit what that looks like for you. Yeah. The next thing you want to do is remove all subscriptions and bills tied to your cards. Right. So when we first sign up with clients, when they're the coaching with us, one of the things that we go through is like, okay, how many subscriptions or how many bills do you have? And they're like, some of them are on this credit card, some of them over here, some of them over there. You want to consolidate, bring them mm -hmm. all into one account. We talk about having a bills account. And the next podcast, yes. we're going to talk about it especially. That, yes. And so, but you know that you're going to have one account where you have all of your bills coming out of, you're yeah. going to consolidate. It's going to make it a lot easier to know what's going on with your money. Yeah. That's the new plan. And like Vanessa said, it's very messy the other way. Like we, when we work with clients, they have to find all of their credit cards. They have yeah. to find all of the different ways that they've been paying for bills. And we're going to clean it all up, put it yeah. into one account. And once you remove, once you get out of the habit of using the credit card daily, you know, for this or that, or this and the other, and automatically using it to pay bills or to, for the new thing, new subscription mm -hmm. that you sign up for, when you get out of that habit, then it'll be really easy to stop using debt. Right. And so that's just some of the things that you uh, need to do, but also you need to celebrate success along the way. Yeah. We love that like she had, you know, her clients, sometimes they'll have date night when they pay off a, a loan, you know, maybe you go to Starbucks, maybe you take a picture. I don't care what you do, but do something to celebrate it because it is a lot of work yeah. and it can be a long journey or a longer journey than we want it to be sometimes. Yeah. You, know, you just don't want to get in this rut of like, okay, I can't do anything ever with my life until I pay off debt. We want to celebrate it. I have these little wins along the way, maybe set some lines in your, in your budget and your tracker and go, mm -hmm. okay, when I hit this, when I pay off this debt, I get to do this. When I, when I pay off this next debt, I get to do this. Just, just something. It doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be big. It can be, it can be something super small. Like Shana said, going to Starbucks. Yeah. And let's also just take a minute and just imagine what you would have if you didn't <laughs> have payments. It's called money. Money. Yeah, you'd have money. And you can actually do that in our workbook, in the Budget Power Hour workbook. Yeah. There's a debt-free budget. So it's going to pull everything but your debt. Mm. So you can see what, what would I spend that money on if I didn't have those payments. And it's really exciting to think about your life and what's possible. Like, you know, maybe you don't have to have that awful job that you don't like anymore. Yeah. Or maybe you can do something for your kids that you've been wanting to do or set aside money for them, or you can start investing or who knows what, what's possible, but yeah. you need to think about that and let that motivation and that vision fuel you for sure. All right. So it's pop quiz time, what? just like yesterday. Yay. All right. So from chapter one, does the money you owe on your phone count as debt? Hmm. Yes. The answer is yes. It's debt. Anything you owe anyone for any reason, right? Sure. It's debt. All right. From chapter two, what decade did your, did the first credit card appear? Oh, good job. You're so smart. <laughs> Look, I want to put that. We did not put date because that's not fair. I used to hate those questions. Like what date uh, this happened? I'm like <gasps> frozen. I'm like, I can never remember a date, but a deck. I think I we should, that. that should be the new style of pop mm -hmm. questions on dates. I think, I think it's a trend. It's going to happen. Okay. Chapter three. How about this? What do credit card companies use to guarantee they have long-term income? Minimum payments. Yes, they do. That's what that is do. their that's their evil little plan, y'all. It's a great plan for them. All right, chapter four. Yeah, <laughs> chapter four. What types of debt are more acceptable than credit cards? Okay, more acceptable is in quotation marks coming yeah. from Shane and Vanessa, but we're gonna say the mortgage and the vehicle debt is more acceptable than credit cards. Yeah, like get rid of all those store petty cards that y'all have. Yeah. All right. Question number five. Mm -hmm. How often do people actually pay off zero percent loans? Oh gosh, it's like 50% of the time mm -hmm. before like, the interest comes. Yep. Yes, that is, that's not, I mean, that's not a lot y'all. And we didn't even talk about the fact that 
most of the time it's the total interest, not what you owe, or they don't use the balance that you still owe. They use what you originally signed up, signed up for to borrow. That's the interest you're paying on, not just a little bit left that you owe on it. So that's great. So if it's like an 18 month interest-free loan, they're backtracking that 18 months and adding that on Isn't to great? that 19th month payment. Yep. It's a no. lot. No. All right. Chapter six, when should you pay extra on debt? You should make that <laughs> maximum payment on payday. Yes. So like if I question, if I get paid three times a month, Shana, when, how do I do that? You pay on that three times every, yep. Yep. Plus my minimum payment that I owed. Yeah. Yeah. See that so much on your debt. You're doing such a good job. Okay. So now it's time for your homework. All right. Let's, let's wrap this up. You're going to do some homework and come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about bills, Mm -hmm. bills, bills. That's going to be great. But first, here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first thing is to stop using your credit cards. All right. Get on a budget, pay for things in cash. That was actually three steps. I'm going to one. Yeah. One, one big one. Yeah, no one cards, big... get on a budget, pay things in cash. Yeah. I mean, today, stop yeah. using your credit cards. Stop using your credit cards. Put them through the shredder, right? So, now. and then what, the, what that's going to cause you to have to do is get on a budget and pay for things in cash, right? The next thing you can do tonight, if you haven't already done this, is list your debt smallest to largest, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to need everything, interest rate, due date, minimum monthly payment, and the current balance. Yeah. Now, you're going to list them smallest to largest. If you have our budget power, our workbook, it's going to do that for you. So you can just put them in and it'll tell you, it'll put it into the smallest to largest for you so that you can see what the snowball is going to look like. Yeah, it's so pretty. All right. So the next thing you want to do is ask to reduce interest rates, right? So we have the option to make, we talked about debt consolidation and how you don't want to do that, yeah. but you have the opportunity to do that yourself. So you can call these companies and ask for a reduced interest rate on any of your loans or your credit cards that you have. Yeah. They're doing that instead of having you refinance. Some of them yeah. will let you do that instead of refinance. But if, if refinancing also makes sense, right. And there's some very specific situations where that might make sense, then you might look at doing that, which these days might not work because interest rates are great, but in the fa- in the past, it might've worked better. But yeah. anyway, okay. So after you list your debts in the budget, along with your bills and spending, see how much is left over mm-hmm. that you can make that maximum payment on payday yeah. on your smallest debt. Yeah, for sure. We want, again, we're trying to do one thing with your money at a time. So the idea is, is to pay off that smallest debt first. And hey, guess what? Maybe you could pay off two debts because you did this math. Right. right. So we had a lady that she said, Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to have $200 left over at the end of the month. I can actually pay two of my cars off because they had small balances. And she never even thought that was possible because she just didn't even do the math. Right. So that could be you. Yeah. And then the math you have, when you pay it on payday, it means you can't ruin it by <laughs> going to Starbucks or whatever. Nope. Okay. And then the last thing you want to do is daydream about what you could do if you had no minimum payments, daydream about what you could do with your money and your life. Yeah. If you were out of debt, like that's an exciting thing to think about. Yep. And you can do that on our budget power hour mm-hmm. workbook workshop. It's on sale. First 100. Who knows? We might have sold some while you were listening to this. Go get yeah. it. Go get it. That's a hundred dollars off. It's not going to be at that price again, you guys, for a while. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you grab it and get your life together, get your debt life together. We have all the tools. There's so many things in the workbook that are going to help you to get debt under control and get your budget going. Yeah, for sure. And again, it's only on sale for the first hundred uses and the coupon will automatically shut off y'all. Not us. We won't do that. The machine's going to do it itself. It's so good. It's okay? so exciting. So make sure you get in there because like I said, since we announced this on Friday, we have been seeing all the sales come through. So be one of those people. Yeah. Be one of those people. We'll see you next time for bills. We're going to talk about bills yes, next time. Tomorrow. We would love to chat with you. If any of this resonated with you, you should book a free 30-minute coaching session call. Yeah, it's a call where we chat about your situation, anything that you're struggling with, and any questions you might have. 
and we'll come up with some quick wins and action items you can implement immediately. And we know that you're going to walk away feeling encouraged and hopeful for what to do next. Yeah, We look forward to chatting with you. 